0: Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Personal Growth Project. And in this episode, we have a guest to talk about self-victimization and how you can overcome the victim mentality. Joel, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm Joel Truax. Um, I'm 22 years old, and uh, I'm a cybersecurity major. Um, I come from West Virginia. Um, I'm the 10th child of 11 kids, so I come from a big family. Um, so that was pretty nice growing up, and uh, yeah, I come from a rural area, area so I'm um, a little bit of country, but uh, I work in tech, so yeah.
0: That is actually so cool because I'm actually like really into cybersecurity, and you know, I'm just a high school student, but um, I've found it really interesting so far. Do you enjoy having that as a major?
1: I do, I do. I actually started out um, in database management, and database management, um, I'm sure. I mean, you probably know it's kind of like being a librarian for computer information. Um, so it's kind of it's really boring. So my first my first semester was database management. I I actually excuse me, two my first two semesters were d- database management. I was like, oh, I can't do this. So I switched to uh, cybersecurity, which is a uh, a lot more of a challenge, and um, I really like it because instead of learning about one certain thing, like database management, you learn about databases or software development. You learn about building things and you know programming. Um, cybersecurity, you kind of have to learn a good bit about, you know, a, a little bit about everything, um, because you have to know like how the flow of information works across systems. And also, there's a, a bit of of a psychology aspect to uh, cybersecurity because of things like social engineering. You know how you can, um, you need to train people so they don't get tricked. Or manipulated by uh, hackers or scammers. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why I really like cybersecurity. My older brother is a cybersecurity. Um, uh, that's that's his profession, and he's a pen tester. So that I, I always looked up to him, and I always thought it was cool what he did. So that's that's kind of how uh, I got into it.
0: Wow, that is really cool, and I totally agree. I think you described it really well. Um, We're currently studying the Security Plus material. And uh, last semester, I studied the Network Plus material, if you're familiar, which I'm sure you are with the CompTIA certifications.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, So and that's great. I actually got my uh, Security Plus about this time last year. I was super stoked um, when I got it. And uh, hopefully, good luck to you when you go to take it. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a bit of a milestone in, in as far as in the security atmosphere, um, just because it's usually it's people's first certification or second certification in the CompTIA realm. Um, so good luck to you. And uh, hopefully you can get that under your belt. What do you think of uh, the security plus information so far, like the uh, curriculum? Yeah.
0: Um- I'm going to be honest. I think it's actually pretty difficult um, because mm. there's just so much to learn in terms of like all the different protocols and, you know, like they're just a lot of different concepts and it's hard to sometimes like differentiate between all of them, if that makes any sense.
1: Oh, I, I totally agree. I I felt pretty overwhelmed when I first started and I know it, it, it's clear to say, but it does get better. Right? I I will say because I'm, I'm kind of more like an artsy kind of person, like creative type. Um, and so for me, I felt um, I'll, I was, I was pretty intimidated, but I think it's kind of like, I look, I look at it kind of like a, a, a water effect where you like, you know, you, you put a, you put a, as far as your mind goes, I'm trying to think, think of the best way to explain it. But you know, it starts off you you know you dampen you dampen your mind with a little bit of information, and as time goes, you retain it more as as you uh, get more exposed to more concepts, and you kind of um, buildations like um, in the security plus. I know the I think it's I, I think it's the five hundred one where they it's kind of broken down into the chapters I think there's 26 chapters in the in the 501 and um you be, just build on those foundations um and then everything after that's kind of adding to it so yeah I think that's that's kind of how I went about it and then as you as you progress you know you kind of learn the lingo a little bit more and just, it's just, um, muscle memory. I think, I think that's the best way to put it when it comes to learning about that. Cause it is, it is very intimidating at the start. And I, I felt a lot like you did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like before I had no idea what like DHCP was, but like mm-hmm. now I could actually, like if someone said that I would know what they're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, it's just the little things like that. <laughs>
1: And it's pretty rewarding, isn't it, when you're like, "Oh, I know what that is." Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: because it's pretty rare when I when I have that moment and I can actually like explain it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was pretty proud of myself for you know at least getting those down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it is, and as you like for like further progress, having those problems, especially in like labs and stuff um or or even coding I mean you might get into a little bit of coding um getting your just getting like your your program to run you know because I'm just like my code is like spaghetti code right now because I'm just learning to code um and just it's like oh it didn't break on me so that's that's pretty good um but yeah just it's it's really rewarding um but yeah
0: yes absolutely so you mentioned um in your like application that you wanted to talk about victimization and your yes. story with it. So do you want to start at the beginning? Like when did you first get involved with this self-victimization? So I think
1: um I think it's a lot of a lot of it uh kind of it kind of it kind of snuck on up on me because I think um the way it's one of those things where one of those lessons I think everybody has in their life where it kind of just takes time to learn, but until you learn it, it's pretty difficult. And uh, so it started, it started when I really noticed it when I was about 18 or 19 and I think um, I will, I won't get into it too much, but I was in a relationship. And I think when you're in a relationship, I think it really helps bring out like the, like your weaknesses and who you're not and how you could improve. Um, So I didn't really know I I dealt with that. And I didn't know I processed, um, I didn't know I processed emotions quite like that. Uh, So it started out, I really realized it when I was like 18 or 19 and what, what it was like, what at the root of it, I think was an imbalance of expectations, um, like putting, putting um, like people's behaviors up on um, pedestals or having higher expectations for um, other people um, and uh, basically like when things would happen I wouldn't be able to accept like it wasn't my fault so I'd feel like oh it you know that I didn't it wasn't my fault that I didn't step up and take responsibility or it you know or you know someone would give me constructive criticism and I wouldn't know how to process it I'd be like oh they they said you know they said this they conveyed this in a um, in a rude way when really it was just them being real, you know, and, um, you need growing up. I realized you need people to give you feedback in, in, uh, you know, I think that most criticism, a lot of it can be true. Some of it, you know, some people might be, you know, telling, uh, just trying to cut you down and not, not really be criticizing you. There's just, they're just trying to cut you down. But I think a lot of criticism, uh, can be true, so if we just learn how to process criticism and not turn it into, oh, woe is me or revel in it, um, that's because uh, that's what I really did. I I didn't turn it into a positive thing. I, I just looked at, oh, this is bad for me because I have this. I didn't look uh, at it as a way to grow. Um, and like I said, uh, this is just something I think I had to deal with when I was younger, uh, just so I could you know learn from it and um, learn from it and move forward so yeah so that's kind of how it started I think it was taking criticism and setting unrealistic expectations for example I I know I keep talking about unrealistic expectations but I'll give you an example Um, just if someone would um, if someone would I would I would set an expectation for somebody like they were like this perfect person or like um, or that I should I should be treated the way I would I would like treat other people, say, for instance, like um, I would have an expectation of myself. I would I treat this person in a certain way. Like I I'm kind to them. And then when other, when another person would treat me in a way I thought was unfair, it might be in reality, it might be just, or it might just be a different way of handling things. I would take that personally and be like, oh, woe is me, you know, and I would take that in a negative way. I and mean, that's not right. Cause people, people communicate in different ways. So I can't set that expectation that people are going to communicate on my playing field. Some people are really blunt. Some people are very discreet. Some people are, you know, some people are in between. Some people are very good um, diplomats, very good, um, very good in between. So that's kind of where it started, just turning, turning these things into negative, um, negative, I guess you could say outcomes, consequences, I don't know, in the negative things. Um, So... So I'm going to move on to like how it affected my life. Um, It it takes away your confidence because if you're always just reveling in self sadness um, and just wanting to be sad, just waiting around to be looking for a reason to be sad, um, because we can, we can be like addicted to that. It's a weird thing. It's a weird complex. We can be like, we can like feeling sad. It'll take away your confidence because if you, if you don't know how to turn, you know, bad things in life or things that aren't going your way into good things and learn from them. I mean, you're not going to be confident in what you're doing. Another thing it took away was my happiness, because, I mean, it's pretty rudimentary. If you can't solve problems, you know, (laughs) we're on this earth to solve problems. Um, You know, everybody solves problems, very small problems. Brushing your teeth is solving a a problem um, when you wake up early in the morning. Um, You know, if you can't do those, if you don't have confidence to do those things, um, you're not going to be happy. Um, and it also it put it, it put me into a position where I couldn't grow it kind of stagnates you um, because you're like I said you're not you're not thinking about how could this help me you're thinking about um, you know how they wronged you you're thinking about how this affects you instead of how you could you know how it could affect you later down the road so those are some things on how it it, it how it affected me. Another thing is it also affected my relationships, uh, my relationships. I think that's like to go without saying though. Um, But yeah, I don't, you know, if you have these expectations for people and how they're supposed to communicate or how they're supposed to act around you, um, you know, people aren't, people aren't perfect. They're not going to meet your expectations. Um, but yeah, so um, with all the gloomy stuff out of the way, I'm going to get with, uh, this is the exciting part, like how I overca- overcame it through uh, being grateful. So Basically, um the relationship ended um and uh, due to you know due to the, the reasons previously listed, um, but I was actually living out in Colorado um while this the relationship ended. But I found this great podcast. And if you're under 18 or you're you know you don't have your parents' permission, don't don't listen to this podcast because it's about war. But it's by Jocko Willink. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of it, but uh, it's, I forget what the, I think it's called the Jocko Willing podcast or experience, but it's about stories about war and men um, putting on courageous acts. And it really, um, it really, these stories of these men just, you know, putting down their, laying down their lives for their country um, and, um, and, you know sacrificing themselves for you know our freedom that we experience today it really put put into perspective of how small my problems were how they actually were because um you know somebody saying something rude or somebody not like not doing something I want to do or the little setback I had in math or whatever it it amounts to a hill of beans when you think about these men like in the you know 1945. Who in June, you know, these eighteen-year-old, these kids, in reality, uh, storming these beaches and, you know, laying down their lives for something much greater than themselves, and then you have me over here, <laughs> about the same age, you can't, you know, can't even, like, barely gets through, you know, community college homework, and it's, it, it really, it really stings. But the thing is, you have to, you have to accept that, you have to accept where you're at, and I think that was the first step. I had to accept how what at that low point i was i couldn't i couldn't really deal with you know very basic things so yeah but so i started out with with that being grateful for being alive at you know being grateful for something at a very low level because at the end of the day if i can you know just be grateful to be alive and be thankful for my freedom that's a starting point that's something to be thankful for um so it gives you that to say hey hey Things could be worse, things honestly could be worse, and um you know we we live in a place where you know things don't don't have to be that way um a lot of times in America, if we're unhappy, it's usually because we we tell ourselves or we put ourselves in uh positions where we're not happy but um but yeah, so I, I think that's what was realizing a lot of my blessings um so that uh so moving on um so so basically um, seeing, so realizing my blessings and realizing these men, you know, like the, the price to pay for my freedom and, um, just how awesome it is to be alive. And like, and I know I keep saying this country, but just how awesome it is to be, to have a life in general. Um, it, it just allows us to see that, you know, I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be a victim. I, and it was possible that I could live my life without being a victim. Because after a while, uh, being a victim, you know, um, it, it feels kind of cool. You know, you're kind of like edgy and whatever. And um, I, you, you go through this angsty teenage years. But I think, I think it, it plays out. You know, like I said, when, when you're not, when you can't solve, you know, your own problems or can't fight your way out of a wet paper bag, um, you know, that causes, you know, that causes uh, a deep sense of unhappiness. So I realized, but then I realized I could take control of that by accepting, you know, who I was and accepting the low point I was and, uh, realizing that I could get better and, you know, go up and I didn't have to be a victim. I, all I had to do was, um, accept what I did and accept who I was and, uh, keep, you know, keep on moving on. Um, and my, one of my last points, and if you have any questions, uh, I'll, after, after this next talking point, um. That'd be a good, good uh, place to stop for any, like any questions or anything like that. But um, being grateful helps subdue unrealistic expectations by not taking for granted the things we already have, um, you know, cause at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a Christian and at the end of the day, you know, we realize that we, we don't deserve the world. You know, we don't deserve, you know, we don't did because of our sins. We don't deserve to live, you know, that's why Christ died for us. Um, so, you know, when someone doesn't treat us well, it's like, Hey, that's, that's all right. I mean, that that's okay. You know, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed by just having life. So, and we don't have, you know, and it also helps us to be grateful when people are, um, nice to us. It's like, you know, that, that they didn't have to do that. You know, that took effort to do this or that took effort, uh, that gesture took effort. Um, so we can be grateful for that instead of focusing on the things that made us unhappy because, uh, often, I think, especially in in America, we focus, you know, we can have all these good things line up, like thing after thing after thing, but one bad thing will happen, and then it just ruins like the whole week or month or year, Um, but yeah, so I think that's, that's, that was kind of the key, just accepting where I was, um, following, following the example of just um, being grateful for just the things around me, and uh, being thankful for my life and my freedom, and just uh, moving on, so yeah.
0: Wow, I mean, I like totally agreed with every point you just said. I think that that's super relatable, and I've definitely struggled with like having all these great things, because we live in such a great country, and we have like so many opportunities, but like it is just so easy to focus on like little things that people do that are like somehow hurtful instead of focusing on all the good. So yeah, that that was a really really good point.
1: Thank you, thank you. And I, and I know I know it was a, kind of a lot to unpack, um, but um, I kind of laid it out in notes and just uh, let it roll. But but yeah, I I think I think that's very true. And I, I another thing is to. I think once, once you kind of get out of, you kind of get balanced out, I will say it's, it is okay to feel, you know, I don't want, I don't want people to turn into stones, like hard hard rock or anything, you know, people can still feel and still have bad days. I'm not saying that, Um, but I definitely, um, you know, it definitely helps when you're, when you're first starting out and trying to get back on your feet, to just, just make, to be a little bit more focused on just shaking things off but yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you also mentioned, um, that you had experience with depression. Did -hmm. this kind of tie into your experience with depression and like how you overcame it?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it did. And, but in a different, in a different way. So, um, so dealing, and I can, I can cover this a little bit more briefly, but, uh, I found out I, I found out I had depression at like 16. Um, like I, I kind of knew, not for sure, but I definitely knew um something was up. And I have seasonal uh depression, so seasonal affective disorder. Um, so like in the winter, I I um I feel like, you know, because the lack of sunlight, I start feeling all kooky and whatnot, but um, but that might not be the best word for it. But so basically at um At 20, I, I had blood tests done because I was really trying to figure out what was going on. Um, but it was, they confirmed that I was deficient in vitamin D and vitamin, a lack of vitamin D is known to cause depression, seasonal depression. And that's because the lack of sunshine and also my body created less, it creates less than normal people. Um, so yeah, that's, so Going back, though, at 16, how I knew kind of something was up is I was like bedridden for like a month. And I just really didn't have, like, I just felt like I didn't have a purpose. Um, I just was really searching for something and that later led on to um, led on to me becoming a Christian when I was later that summer, I think it was May, when I was bedridden. And I just didn't, I, I wasn't like, completely better and like I would get out but but for most of that month I just remember just not wanting to get out of bed not wanting to do anything and um, but and then that led into July um, when I became a Christian and um, but yeah yeah early on in my life around nine or ten I just remember feeling like feelings like huge weights on my chest like un- feelings of unexplained sadness like when I was like younger and I like I would just be up at like random hours of the night just like with a dread and sadness. And then you look back and you're like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think little kids should be feeling those things. Like, you know, I don't think that's like a sugar crash or something like that. But but yeah, I so I I there was some hints earlier on. But um fortunately enough, um talking about going back to dealing with it. Um I I basically after um learning what I was deficient in, because I think a lot of people uh, not I shouldn't say a lot of, but some people, you know, they just kind of they they feel sad, but they they I don't know if they're actually depressed. And some people, like I said, um, excuse me, like I was saying earlier with myself, they they want to romanticize the feeling of feeling depressed, and it's like pick out your you know mental disorder when I I don't really think that's right. But but since I knew what I was deficient in, I just immediately it's like oh I, I should, well I should be taking vitamin D, so. Uh, So I kind of, and I talked to somebody, I talked to somebody who was kind of my personality type, um, like outgoing kind of creative kind of person who dealt with depression and anxiety. And they really helped me because they gave me like a tool set. And that's what they called it a tool set for dealing with depression. And it's really, you know, if you, and I think I agree. I would say like people who deal with like, like legit deal with depression, they want to get better. I mean, feeling sad doesn't, it's, it sucks. That's why, you know, they say it's feeling bad or sad. Um, So basically you kind of, it's, and it, it it doesn't make that this tool set doesn't make it instantly go away, but it's, it's for you and what helps you get through it. And basically, so it's, I, I would like, if I'm feeling, you know, off or just, you know, under the weather, I, I would take vitamin D. I'm making sure I'm opening up to the people around me, um, you know, and just checking in. And now that my parents know, and I communicated that I had, I had this, um, they, they check on me too. So they know they check on me. So it kind of works both ways. And, um, I'm able to, I'm able to have that chance to open up, which is, which is important. And, um, I'm just a lot more patient with myself because I think why it was harder and it can be harder um, for people who are younger is because if it's all you've kind of known, like it's kind of really hard to fight because you don't know, you don't know what you're fighting. Does that make sense? You don't, you don't have the, you don't have the right kind of ammunition for the fight. Um, So, you, you know, you're kind of hacking around in the dark. So that's, I think that's why it was harder when I was younger. Cause I didn't know what kind of animal I was up against. Um, but so just understanding that like, this is just going to take time and, um, and it, this is, this could just be a season in my life and, you know, understanding that it might not just go away. Um, another thing is just, I plan a lot like this winter. I was very busy. Um, I played like a lot of, indoor soccer. I talked to like a lot of friends. Um, I tried out some new things. So I was very busy this winter. Um, when I was, when I would usually be home and not around a lot of people. So, um, ever since you know, COVID kind of you know, opened up, um, I kind of, uh, I just made sure my schedule was full during those like more difficult months. Um, another thing is that can really affect your mood is like just, um, not eating good food eating like a lot of sh- like food with sugar or greases or things like that. That's really helped me out a lot. Um, not like avoiding those things and like exercising. Um, I try to exercise, you know, and like playing soccer, um, helps me, you know, get out and run more. So I don't, you know, got embarrassed myself with, <laughs> with my friends because I can't, you know, I'm like breathing heavy, but yeah, those are a couple of things. And, uh, like praying, I, I pray, um, When you know in those times, and um, I also, you know document and write out what i'm thinking, I call it a mind dump, Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a correct term for it, but I just take a piece of paper whenever I just feel like I need a lot of things to get out and nobody's kind of near. Or you know, I'm by. My, I find myself by myself, and I just write out everything that I'm thinking, just everything. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. That way, I can just kind of get it out, and it's just you know off my chest. So those those are you know a couple of things, um, and um, I'm open to you know for any questions about any of that. Um, but yeah, and and again, I'm sorry. This is this was kind of a lot. Um, sorry to like unpack everything on you, but yeah.
0: Uh, I actually really like that. I think that, um, I think that it's good that you're able to like talk uninterrupted and get everything out there. I thought that that was actually really interesting because like the vitamin D deficiency thing I wouldn't have known about. And I'm sure there are definitely people out there that have that, but just have no clue that they're struggling with that.
1: Yes, yes, thank you. Um and I'm I'm glad I'm glad you like that, because, yeah, I that's kind of my like going back to like how my personality is. I kind of I'm kind of uh, more of a talker and I, I like to share, but then I feel bad about oversharing. So but which which segues perfectly into the next topic is, you know, finding confidence in self-acceptance and perfectionism. So I think. What helped me out a lot was in with. I think growth in this last year and like over the winter is really figuring out, you know, who I am and what makes function now that I've kind of been able to better figure out my, you know, depression situation and, um, I'm no longer victimizing myself and taking responsibility. Um, now that I'm, I'm figuring out what makes me tick and what my needs are, how I communicate and how I process information. So, um, what we in class we sorry at at my college we took we took a project management class and it's talk it's about leadership so one of the one of the aspects of leadership is psychology so um they wanted they want us to take personality tests and one of my personality was enfp so i think it's like introverted um introverted intuitive and feeling perspective i think that's That is, and basically it's the, it's, it's the makeup of kind of how you, um, how you communicate, how you, uh, process information, um, and a couple other things So how you, how you learn, how you learn information. So it's not complete gospel, but it's a good, it's a good baseline for like, um, I'd recommend it if you're younger and you kinda, you kinda need a base, like, um, you need to figure out, you know, where you're at, um. As far as um, you know, your personality goes, that's a good baseline. Um, but uh, I, I see your meeting time is winding down, so I better hurry up. <laughs> um but I think um that yeah, so that really helped me. Uh and I used to not really like who I am. I always tried to be, you know, I didn't like the fact that I I was more of a talker instead of a doer. Um, because my my younger brother, he's much more of a doer. And he's like, Oh, I'm gonna get this done. And he's much more of a person of action. And I always liked I always liked that about him. And I wanted to be like that. And I, I want to be like, you know, the guy that, you know, gets things done or makes things happen. Um and uh, and I had to come to terms with that that I wasn't that person. And I had to uh learn, learn to learn like the person I was and and learn to embrace my qualities and use them for good because a lot of my qualities are like bringing people together or or looking out for people I, I think I'm kind of a compassionate person I can kind of sense like how people are feeling um and uh to a to, to a certain extent not to like supernatural or anything like that but um but yeah I can kind of like sense people's vibes a little bit and um You know, try to cheer them up or say the say uh, what I think is appropriate to you know help them feel better or help them feel included. So I think that really helped um, help me accept myself is learning that I can instead of you know turning away who I am, focusing on qualities and how they bring people together and how they make me like who I am. You know, for in a good way um, that helped me be me instead of suppressing you know, the, 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 you know, the real me. Um, I think another thing um, is that kind of helped me in like perfectionism. I'll gloss over that really quick, but I I was, I was talking about expectations, but I had a, not only did I have a high expectation for myself, I had a, uh, excuse me, for other people, but for, I had a high expectation for myself. So when I would fail, I'd be really hard on myself. So I developed, I've been learning to develop what they call a growth mindset and learning that, you know, progress is so much better than perfection and it'll get so much more done in little bits, you know, and little, you know, foot by foot, than you will trying to constantly try to get the foot or the two feet, um, to use an analogy. Um, so yeah, that, that really helped me, uh, especially the growth mindset, um, So, yeah, I, so I think that, I think that kind of encapsulated that, Um, but I'll quickly move on to, you know, why I'm sharing this, because I know I see the meeting, I apologize, I see the meeting times winding down, so I want to wrap up this for you.
0: Oh, no worries. Um, Um, Like, if you want longer to talk, like we can just, uh, like, I can just end the meeting and then we can just hop into it again and it should reset the timer.
1: Okay, yeah, that, um, that could work. Yeah, that'll work, that'll work. Um, yeah so I think and I think uh, Socratica their a YouTube channel um, they did a video on that a lot of people do. there's a lot of self-help gurus out there but the growth mindset is really interesting and um, learning learning how to adopt that at a younger age and learning that it is okay to fail, especially in a social setting I think I'm very afraid to, you know, fail in a social setting, I, I and I, I I think, I think a lot of people are like that, but I wasn't really conditioned. So I, you know, a lot of people are in public school, and they're, they're learning to learn in a group and learning to fail in front of people. I was homeschooled. So I, I kind of didn't get that experience. So if you are, you know, pu- public school, I think that's a benefit. Um, even though I'm not, I'm not too much for public schools, but you know, they're, they're kind of there. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I think that's important. I think having that growth mindset at a young age is a, is a great thing. Um and understanding that because if if um you don't, you know, if if you don't learn that it's okay to fail early on, um you know, it it can definitely cause um heartache later. Um and then I get on, I I will move on to, you know, why am I sharing this? Um so I think the reason why I'm sharing this is because our generation generation Z is um, they're very, there's been this trend to romanticize mental health and it's kind of, you know, pick your disorder off the wall and, um, and kind of go with it. And it's like, everyone's broken. And I agree, that you know, that, you know, we all have, we all have our issues, but I don't agree that everybody has, a, I don't think we need to label everything as a disorder. And I don't think every single person has a disorder. Um, so I think that's going to have negative effects, but also I want to, you know, spread genuine information from like what I've experienced. So people know the difference between, you know, what like sadness, what, you know, times of sadness versus like actual depression, like chemical imbalances are, um, And also help people like we come, our generation, um, I think kind of struggles with finding purpose and finding self-acceptance and finding, um, and, you know, falling into that, that self-created victim complex. So if I could do anything to help out, you know, people just going into high school, like younger teens, you know, that would be, that would be so awesome just to know that, you know, whatever I could say on this podcast would, would help them um, because that was, like as uh, like I was saying, it it was wasn't really um, a good time my like my teenage years because I had to to struggle with those things. Um, but yeah, so if I, whatever I could say that to, to help somebody would you know that, I, that would make me feel s- so great. So that's why um, one of the reasons. Um, I think and another reason is I like y- young kids like learning to instill like I talked about like the growth mindset. Like, I think they call our generation. Uh, I I forget. It might be the millennial generation. I don't. I, I won't use the quote. But one of the generations, you know, we had. Uh, I know Generation Z for sure. But I, um, but in the quote, they said either millennials or Gen Z um, struggled with really with like, keeping jobs, and and that was a problem of consistency, commitment, and focus. So um, I I kind of have problems with focus as well um, you know, staying focused on something stay committed. So having things like a growth mindset or, um, learning how to fail and kind of stick it out, those are good qualities to have when it comes to focus and consistency and commitment. Because if you, if you realize at a younger age, um, that these, you know, these qualities, um, will put you ahead. Um, you yeah, know, it would just be so much better for you because I think, and it, And I think it's also especially important to share with this generation because of how everything is, our attention spans are getting shorter with things like TikTok and social media. Um, It's a lot harder to be, it's a lot harder to be, you know, like grateful because there's certain, there's certain things always vain for your attention. Um, There's certain, there's people constantly trying to convince you through like advertisements, and things like that, that you're not happy, or that you need to buy their product to be happy. So um, if I could just, you know, tell people that happiness can, you know, come from within them, and they don't need to buy things, they don't need to, um, you know, put on the show, they can be who they are, and they can embrace that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have um, for why I'm sharing this. So.
0: Oh, that's that's... perfect. And that's right on time, too.
1: (laughs) That is, it is right on time.
0: Yeah, I I think you summed it up perfectly, honestly. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, This was really good. And honestly, I wouldn't have said it any differently. Well,
1: you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. So that was kind of an abrupt ending, but luckily Joel covered everything that he needed to cover before Zoom's 40-minute limit um, kicked us out of the meeting. A quick recap for those of you who want it. He talked about um, the victim mentality and how it's so easy to you know, get caught up in what other people are saying or doing and how that can sometimes hurt your feelings, even though it isn't very significant in the grand scheme of things. Um, he specifically talked about relationship victimization and how you can do that to yourself by setting unrealistic expectations for other people. Um, when you expect people to always be nice, you're obviously going to get disappointed at some point or another. So, um, just loosen up those expectations and be grateful for every time someone is kind because people really don't have to be kind. He also talked about, um overcoming this victimization through gratitude um, and putting things in perspective which he learned from a war podcast because he realized um, that there are just a lot of people his age who used to be like out there fighting battles and actually fearing for their lives and you know as long as you're alive you have a reason to be happy and you have a reason to be grateful He also talked about the tool set that he uses for dealing with depression, which is actually vitamin D supplements, keeping busy during the winter months, which is important for people who may have seasonal depression, praying, which, I mean, I can obviously attest is pretty big, and doing a mind dump, which is basically where you write everything out in a journal, you just write out how you're feeling, and it just helps you vent if you don't have anyone nearby to talk to. Um, Thirdly, he talked about how you can find confidence and self-acceptance and how we need to stop trying to be perfect all the time because that's just really hard for us and no one's perfect. Um, He talked about how figuring out who he was, which depression was like a big part of that, but just figuring out who he was and having a growth mindset and focusing on any progress instead of constant perfection just helped him be more happy and just like embrace all of himself um and finally he said that he was sharing this to help our generation fight the trend of self victimisation which i talked about actually in like a previous episode how um a lot of people like to beat the victim drum and quite frankly in this episode like Joel pretty much recapped it perfectly um yeah we just kind of tend to want to romanticize feeling sad and having issues but if we can just break free from that and if we can just realize how lucky we are i think we could honestly all be a lot happier so i really hope that you enjoyed this episode i definitely did if i'm being quite honest i think this is like my favorite guest episode up to date because everything that Joel said was just so perfectly and eloquently said. Um, I really absolutely agreed with everything he said. But regardless, um, if you would like to speak on the podcast, fill out the podcast application form, which is in the podcast link tree, which you can find on the podcast Instagram. You can find us at at personal growth project official on instagram and there's just a little link in the bio that will take you to a short google form you just basically put in your email and what you want to talk about and i'll get back to you and we can schedule a time for you to talk on the podcast so thank you all for listening and i hope you have an incredible week